0: food, <laughs> I'm getting too old for Kewler. the game.
1: I don't laugh at me, box, so I'm quite uh, quite sensitive about that. Yeah. Alright,
2: well wait, welcome to non fallout podcast three number three one. Joined Religious. by Pip Rigby. Just Pip Rigby. <laughs> How are you, I think, Tim?
1: I'm, uh, I'm rolling with the punches a bit today. Been hit with the dreaded Lurgy.
2: Murky. Well, <laughs> uh, at some point, uh, Discuss You and Ezra and Al will be popping by. One of those ones where we just play whatever songs we want Totally self-indulgent-like Strangely enough, as popular as the regular episodes Which I did not (laughs) predict (laughs) Um, So we'll kick off with the first three tunes Which is Yoko Ono's Why To The Ou To The Pa By Bridget Bardot And a Robert Mugabe song All three choices from Alistair
0: Pas.
3: Tu veux, c'est bien. Si tu veux pas, tant pis. Si tu veux pas, je ferai pas une maladie. Oui, mais voilà, réponds-moi non ou bien oui. C'est comme si ou comme ça. où tu veux ou tu veux pas. Tu veux ou tu veux pas. Toi, tu dis noir et après, tu dis blanc. C'est noir, c'est noir. Mais si c'est blanc, c'est blanc. C'est noir ou blanc, mais ce n'est pas noir et blanc. C'est comme si ou comme ça, où tu veux, où tu peux pas. La vie, oui c'est une gymnastique, et c'est comme la musique. Pas. Tu veux c'est bien, si tu veux pas, tant pis Si tu veux pas, j'en ferai pas une maladie Oui mais voilà, réponds-moi non ou bien oui C'est comme si ou comme ça, Où tu veux, ou tu veux Viva Viva,
0: Viva
4: Viva, Viva Viva,
0: Tu vas Tu vas mon Nous m'as pas de fouille for so much about independence, Father Mungabe, you are an hero, viva viva, viva viva, viva viva, to Father Mungabe, Father Mungabe, we love you so much, and you are number one in Africa, Fact
2: that we love you so much. So as usual, it's just something wacky, something controversial, and a little bit of a little bit of cheeky charm. So we had Yoko Ono Why we had to the U to the Pa. And uh, Robert Mugabe's song by the artist Prophet Lebo Acacia, uh, and we're joined Ezra. Nice to see you. How are you doing?
5: Good. That... Yeah. Yeah. See some five-year-olds punching each other in the face today.
2: Okay. Well, probably slightly less horrific than that last video that we just watched. Then. Yeah. So what do you reckon about those uh, those three tunes? Yeah. Your Corona. I
1: was trying to hear what was going on in the background of that one. It sounded like she was doing some kind of call and response with the uh, the animal noises that were that were laying in the noise in the background which I quite like the, the drony stuff I can take or leave really but uh, you kind of you pay your money you take your chance for your call, or no, don't you it's uh and I'm I'm not a I'm not a hater because I do like some of Yoko Ono stuff I do like uh I'm a, a bit partial to like kiss 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 off uh double fantasy and all that kind of stuff I was amused this week at watching a video with John Lennon and uh with Chuck Berry pulling faces at Yoko and she's uh doing her, her thing so yeah that was all right that was all right I, I wondered actually if Al had picked that because of, do you remember the I remember them making a big thing about them not being a band, it's not art and it's not music. I felt which was uh, some of um, yeah, yeah, I know Al's uh, previous
2: One of, of them was Instagram. harassing me today on Instagram
1: Oh, right. which one, John or uh, Chris? Yes But they, they did a song called Eh Which was essentially uh, microphones through delay pedals and fuzz boxes Where they both two turns shirted Eh Down a microphone for, uh, for numerous minutes uh, So I, I quite like that the Bridget Baudot one, she's done miles better stuff than that, hasn't she? Yeah. But it's, it's nice to hear you've got exactly the same uh, French accent that I do uh, coming from <laughs> Two verks, out two verks, pass. Il vous And then the be <laughs> one, it was the video. I couldn't take my eyes off the video. Then. That's amazing. I loved all the zoom-ins, the uh, Jess Franco style zoom-ins on the McDonald's signage there where he was singing his thing. Uh, you know, uh, a bit of patriotic uh, propaganda to start the Saturday, I um, the only thing I would say about that is that I, I think I'm going to change my personal bio now to artist-musician profit, uh, which is, a, that's a hell of a CV, that,
2: isn't it? Yeah, it's a bold claim, but he he partially comes through with it on this as a celebration of uh, a highly controversial leader from another country, because this dude's from South Africa. He's not even from Zimbabwe. But he's close. Really? He's close. Right, man, he says he's from Cape Town. He's a Cape Town. Patriotic <laughs> group from Cape Town. It's like, oh, that actually in Zimbabwe, but it is close, it is next door. Um, Ezra, did you uh, you picked up on a bit of um, that last one? Anything to add?
5: Oh, yeah, I did, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it just kind of reminds me of listening to some black metal track and you know, wow, this is great. You know, I really love that intensity. The sound is oh, yeah, this is my new favorite genre. And then you pick up the lyric sheet and you're <laughs> like, all oh, right, they're singing about that, are they? Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> this one, actually, it's maybe, you know, by Afrobeat standards, standards not the Afrobeat song that's going to gird me into any kind of action or dancing. Not not terribly good and ideologically very, very dirty. Unsound.
2: But yeah, I, th- I thought the Yoko one was was cool. Um, there's some nice noises in the background, but yeah, not one of her strongest, nor is that a Bardo one, as you say, one of her strongest. She's done plenty of top-notch pop tunes, but this is actually pretty, Prophet Leboa Acacia's best song. So well done. It's the only song I know by him. Yes, and Art and Artist, that's a, a uh, an ongoing discussion that we will have for the rest of this podcast. So thanks for bringing that to our attention one more time, Alistair. Pip I've got you up going first in the in the game did you want to throw something away and I'll tell you what it's up against uh,
1: so is this is this my game track or is this yeah it's my, your game track game track Uh okay well I I was do you know what I found it really tricky this week actually thinking of what I was going to bring to the table um many moons ago when I used to, I think I said on the, the last one of these that we did that I used to DJ a bit of uh funk and my groove and those days we used to we used to do a couple of hours of just warm up stuff so it was and sometimes good warm up is is much harder to find than uh, what we used to class as the big hitters bringing out the big guns for the to get the ladies out on the dance floor but this this track is a beautiful warm up track and uh, it's by a guy that I don't I have I've dug into this guy a little bit Gary McFarland, who does quite a range of different kind of they're all sort of middle of the roady kind of things but they've got a sort of jazz kind of touch to it all but This was a a find from a bin in a in a charity shop. I had no idea what I was picking up. Just took a chance on it and uh, found one of my favourite tunes ever. Which you're going to tell me what it's up against before I put it on?
2: Um, no.
1: Okay, I'll put it on then. uh, (laughs)
2: indeed. Now I shall tell you what it's up against. It's up against a song that you already expressed a desire to oust from this list KSAD Generation Shit. Oh, yeah. Let's have right. a listen to and see which one's going. Got its work cut out, hasn't it, Phil? What was yours called again? Clark, Terry, and Gary McFarland called Erich Schwartz's. Golden Dream. Nice. So, uh, uh, his Golden Dream up against Chaos ID Generation Shit, which is an early square pusher track. Ezra, coming to you first, because I know which way Phil's voting. Which way are you going?
5: It really is happy jazz for fun. And it's a glorious, glorious mood. I liked it a lot, I have to say. Um, But it doesn't really tell me when the right time is for me to do heroin. Um, So, you know, I'm going to have to go with the Generation Chaos.
2: I am also throwing my hat into the ring that is delightful as that uh, sanitary Terry trumpet harp was. It doesn't hold a candle to Generation Shit, but I would be playing it at twice the speed next time we play it. So um, go on, Phil, see if you can persuade us. Well, you know, I've heard that song so many times
1: and it just reminds me of being completely off my head in Alistair's listening to being being given music to listen to and me thinking to myself, I've heard this track before, I don't need to be listening to this one. Oh, here he is, Speak of the Devil and he will appear. So, yeah, that's my only plea, really. If you've, if you've had the same experience as I have with that track, of it being force fed you like a heroin sausage roll, uh, yeah, you'll probably feel you the same reluctance I would to have it go through. Well,
2: Alistair, you just popped in at the time we've taken our first vote, and the Chaos AD song came up against a delightful, easy listing track played by Phil. But, Chaos AD, you'll be happy to know, won through and is still on the eternal playlist. It's it its face off. <laughs> <Can> it- <laughs> Bleeding face off. So uh, earlier today I got I received a text message from a member of your family, Philip, who told us that we had terrible taste in music. And I have to agree, and I'm gonna make I'm gonna prove that now by playing my selection of songs. <laughs> um, so the first one I'm playing is, is a song by Aidan Walsh, who's an Irish uh, cheeky chappy, a uh, song called Community Games. And then I'm going to play the Red Crayola, Sherlock Holmes from their second album. And then a song by Althea and Donna, Crazy Negril, um, oh. um, Lee Crash Perry production. So let's have a listen first to, to Aidan Walsh's Community Games.
0: I'm glad you're keeping the games up. Every year, I'm getting too old for the games, but Charlie and Fitzgerald and all the TDs would be very fit to play the games. Get them all together to meet one year by year as a team. What will I do with the community games? What? What will I do with the community games? If you haven't got a football, a ring will do When you all the countries meet together For the gold, silver and bronze What will you do with the community games? hockey, swimming and drinking, drives and drama and throwing a bone arrow. I like throwing the bone arrow in the games, but I'm not fit enough to do that. But I would be good at the drama. I am brilliant really at the drama, but I'm fit to for that too.
4: Holmes is on the case. The soil glove on your hand gave him a clue. Give it to me
0: and act as if nothing had happened. Fat, fat what? Tell me that. What in the world?
2: Played you uh, Aiden Walsh community games, the show Sherlock Holmes and Althea and Donna Crazy Negrill. So the Adam Walsh one, and I didn't know this until today, was produced by Gavin Friday. His album was produced by Gavin Friday, and Gavin Friday features on three tracks on the album. I think it's called The Life Story of a Life. Um, totally mad, bonkers stuff, fantastic, brilliant. I could see Ezra's eyes lit up as the song was playing. <laughs> um, calling everyone in the house, come and listen to this, this and, and I, I applaud that. Uh, Red curler I really mean, like, it. it's a bit of a lighter tame one but it reminds me of love which is one of my favorite bands and i really liked um that song and then the althea and donna i couldn't believe that was a single that's what lee perry decided to do to a pretty straightforward reggae song was it was as out there as he got it is as abstract dub as as i've heard scratch do and uh, i
6: applaud that uh, any thoughts on those three tunes, Al, Maybe I'll come to you. Yeah, I, you know, did like the, the vocals on the uh, Ed and Walsh thing. It did sound like it was wearing false teeth at times, like you know, um, which is it's quite amusing when you get that kind of thing coming across. Um, makes it sound like a well, not quite a really really thick scarce accent, but you know, you do have that kind of in a scarce accent sometimes. I, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the, the guitar's very nice on that one. In Red crayola, you've got. a um, full connection there, haven't you? Oh yeah, Mayer Thompson. Right, to... if, if anybody's if anybody's ever heard of them, like you know. But
1: it's... doesn't he get? Doesn't he have to put a penny in the jar now because he's
6: mentioned the band <laughs> that been there. i have not paid for last time I did it I either. <laughs> but uh, yeah it's just a really nice tune uh, Red Crayola uh, I, Phil you give me an LP by them uh, for Christmas maybe not this year maybe last year um, but yeah the Alvaretha and, and Donna one was sort of uh, I was expecting something a bit more up to like. top ranking that like, that was a bit more like Summer R or something like that proper if it's if it's mashed um, so yeah good choice there Brendan
2: I enjoyed those three and uh, turn to bits lads come on Ezra what did you reckon to those three?
5: Oh, you knocked it out of the park Brendan and they were all terrific like uh, the um, where, where is that community fella from
2: he's Irish um, I'm not sure what part of Ireland he's from but that's a strong right. Irish accent and if you google him you'll see him on like some Irish game shows and stuff and TV shows and he's it's a character It's quite
5: a character Yeah well you know I love any music Which is which sounds like It's been uh, conceived of And recorded by someone With a burning message To bring to the masses And they've chosen music As the medium Regardless of their abilities uh, From a technical perspective And you know Those lacks of abilities Are what almost always Makes the music So fucking great And also the conviction I mean apart from Songs about Robert Mugabe the less convinced your sound about how great Robert Mugabe is When you song about how great Robert Mugabe is Better in my book <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah He was, it was looking Thompson. more and
1: more worried at the camera as well Didn't he, the more he was saying his name
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Red Crayola Well, he was on Grotesque Yeah, Mayo Thompson produced Grotesque
5: Yeah, I fucking love the red crayola. Like, I actually, in a sent in a coincidental little moment, my friend just sent me red crayola with art and language, the gross and conspicuous error number eight, which is I think it might be seven or eight minutes of communist rhetoric with what I guess at the time you might have called noise blues, but the noise by our modern day standards is significantly muted. Yeah, and Donna, yeah, fucking brilliant. I'm looking forward to exploring the entirety of that. Wonderful.
2: Thank you. Philip, anything to answer the proceedings?
1: Yeah, of course. I'm going to go back on the Southend on a track that is uh, incredibly out there for a 70s single release, isn't it? Especially for 77 as well. It's uh, I-, I love the 70s, but that's particularly out there. of Walsh, I've never come across before. It, 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 the obvious, sort of it's a bit outsider, is A bit Daniel Johnson-y kind of vibes to it, but very enjoyable. Did you did you pitch Sherlock Holmes as your record the track? Because we used to do a cover of that in, in or Cafe.
2: That was It was like one of our regular covers that we used to do. Oh, I didn't know
1: that. You cut
2: it off at the best bit for the guitar solo. (laughs) <laughs> well we'll pause the playlist And everyone can have A good old listen No I just I just really The melody The way that When it goes to the Kind of chorusy bit This kind of really strong Psychedelic kind of melody Comes in um, It's really sweet It's one of the Best pop oh, tunes Yeah, yeah. righty. Well let's move on So for Next up is Al's got his uh, Part in the game So Al Did you have a particular Track from this list You wanted to throw Into the game
6: Well Brendan I normally just leave it up to you So it's like You get two choices Essentially um, so all right
2: the we've rendered. I'm going to well, I'm going to put it oh, I'm gonna, so I'll, we'll play the cutty ranks one. I'll put that into the game now this is another one that mm, I read some stuff online that suggested it might not that the lyrics might not be very PC shall we say but the consensus seemed to be that it wasn't particularly talking about any any group or people whose limbs should be cut off it was a democratic limb uh, cutting
3: eh, so no one take it personal Who talk about done? you think me come for done all me have to do send for the new gun anything test just fly Half dozen head down the mercy. Kill dill dill get killed. dill dill you better sign on the will. dill dill a get killed. dill dill look up in the barrel. we go them sense Take out the tongue. we go. Send for the actor. Take them tongue when them see me. Me hit man a come. Say me 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 the hit man a Them come things say. Them things say. Them the general. Them want die. Them come a them Oh, yeah. Dem the for them a pose up like 'cause them run the world. Let me tell you something. Fi me gun it on me girl. Nuff them a pose like 'cause them run the world. Let me tell you something. Fi me gun it on me girl. Me gun me hug up and kiss. Sleep with that night if a boy try a thing me shut out in my side You know I a night is dynamite. When me hold my cafon I stick the truth and right. Limb by limb we go cut them dung send free the oxaw Take out the tongue. Limb by limb we a go cut them.
2: Well that's woken us up, but it's up against ru- ruptured in from Carcass. Ruptured in labor, I it's our prurulence. <laughs>
1: Playing, he's playing the
2: old bloody track. <laughs> Took a little bit of a while to get going, um, but he got there in the end. Alistair, these are your two choices. Which one are you keeping on the list? Are you going with Cutty Ranks or are you throwing in Carcass?
6: Oh, that's a difficult one, though, isn't it? Um, you know, they're both kind of like splendid uh, songs that you should play to children, um, but yeah. They're... I'll go for the Cutty Ranks. Just, you know, it reminds me of uh, watching an episode with the Father Ted where they have the um, priest who's playing uh, jungle music and it's, it's actually a Cutty Ranks song that they're playing that's all kind of jungled up. But uh, yeah, I know, I've had great moments where like neighbours sort of like listening, hear me listening to music back doors open and it's like, God, you listen to some shit dude, don't you don't I'm like, yeah, yeah, but he's going on about cutting people's tongues out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to get on with your neighbours, you Uh But yeah, Cutty. Cutty it is. Alright
2: it to uh, fill it which way are you going I, I, the
6: thing I, I i realize
1: the thing i love most about that cussie Rice track is uh is is the evil jimmy cricket voice that keeps popping out like, kill them <laughs> <laughs> Very too, but I've not heard that carcass track before. I don't think, but I I quite like that. It did take a while to get going, but once it got going, it was that was pretty decent. Oh yeah, Cutty I think I think Cutty steals it for me. Maybe.
6: R- Red Dwarf anecdote: um, the episode where they're doing the band and it's like oh the song yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's carcass. Okay. Mm. It it did
2: gain to some really nice stuff as it once it started speeding up and doing a bit more growling, but um, um, I think Cutty still steals the scene, even though I, I, I do need to uh, double check about quite whose tongs he's cutting off. Right.
5: Yeah, they're both really nice tracks and uh, I, I have to concur with Alistair that I would play both of them to my children uh, and dance to them with my children as well. Um, yeah you know like one thing I just thought about was you know the Curtie um, ranks track, which is just infallibly great. you know it like dancehall is kind of a cousin of of hip hop and there's a constant hubbub of what controversy about the, the lyrics were including. In their songs And I've always Kind of felt like Upping the ante A little bit Kind of like You know Some uh, popular TV shows And so- Singing it back In people's faces Which is Essentially What I would Call a function of art. And, you know, I think that, you know, the fall were also in this. And it's an interesting, like, kind of dichotomy that, you know, like, a lot of the kind of super popular chat stuff is basically about me and the fact that I'm so rich and I took all these drugs and now I don't know my ass from my elbow and I'm sad. And even though I've got shit tons of money. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, you're saying a kind of like a carnival mirror into actual reality. I'm pretty sure Carcass, <laughs> I'm pretty sure those lyrics were truly ruptured in purulence and um, yes. quite vivid
2: so Cutty makes the list and we're moving on I gotta go stop his disgust you. ah so that'll be me then on it really yes yes me. shall I re- I'll, I'll tell you what he
1: said eh? what he screened from the void uh, he's put I like music and I like video games and I especially like video games music even better is music from rhythm rhythm <laughs> games apparently mm-hmm. that is. I've picked Three tracks from the DJ Max game series made in South Korea, featuring mainly original music made by Korean and sometimes Japanese musicians. They seem to have little fame outside of the
2: games. So do you want to hear one? Yeah, I'd like to hear them all. All
1: right. Right. Well, let's do it.
2: Let's do it. So rhythm games are those ones where you have to, like, play the keyboards or the drums in time with the game, like the Taiko no Tatsujin is the famous one in Japan. Dancing. Yeah, there's dancing ones fun. and all that stuff as well, right? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah.
1: I had, a, I had an incident with a mutual friend of us, Chris, who on one of them dance <laughs> games with a number of children screaming at me that I was rubbish because they hmm. wanted to talk it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sampling masters mega aka shinji hosso this is just a blast of cut and paste glory one of the unique things about rhythm game music or at least proper rhythm game music written exclusively for the game in question is that to be good it has to be designed with the game in mind It needs to have a certain density of sounds to make it actually fun to play when transferred to the game, but needs to have enough transparency in the arrangement to make it not sound like total crap when tied to the key sounds, i.e. when you press the button, it triggers the particular sound sample in the song. It also means that the song has to be able to stand up to different mixes, because different game charts will emphasise different parts of the song. This song is a relentless two minutes of ever-shifting joy.
2: As was that comment.
1: <laughs> Bring it on. Okay, so the next one is this. <laughs> to listen to is the answer yeah. to watch the videos
4: beautiful
1: so he's put Kung Brother by Paul Bazooka is a goofy gem by one of my favourite rhythm game music producers tight and snappy funny and restless I highly recommend watching the BGA background animation made by eco along with it that's all he has to say about that right so the third and final of these tracks Right, so I'll just read you what he's put about that. Lost and Found by Burmy Inazawa is a lot more laid back compared to the previous two songs, but also perfectly nails the requirements of the game with constantly shifting interesting passages that give a real sense of movement. And it goes through more different phases and ideas in around two minutes than it has any right to. I've always liked art that plays within a set of limitations, like the Looper authors like George Parrick and Raymond Quinno. And I get the same sort of enjoyment from seeing what creative people can do in around two minutes with all the limitations that they are held to. So, Al, this is your game. What did you make of those three tracks?
6: Well, they were all very pleasant, weren't they? I mean, the, the first one was suitably nutty, kind of all over the place. Would have been, like, really like the beats in it, and uh, reminding well, it just have been dead nice to have got some, like, blast beats in there, like, really, really quick, intense, kind of, you know, kick-your-face-off kind of beats to just sort of, like, kicking another kind of dynamic to it. And I think the second one, it, it had, like, elements of, you know, it's the old sort of computer game noises that they were using, so it reminding of the kind of stuff that Scotch Egg was doing sort of, like, about 10, 15 oh, years yeah. ago no idea what DJs got checks up to nowadays but um, yeah, the third one was, was a lot different. Um, very kind of chilled out. Uh, did remind me of it, you know, like the, the sort of jazzy kind of Mario World type music, but a bit more kind of futuristic. But yeah, they're all all thoroughly enjoyable. And uh, I didn't know any of that. So it was all good. Uh, well done, yeah.
1: discussed Bit of a new genre for, uh, for me as well. It's, uh, you know, play video games, but the music I've not really paid much attention to. About you, Ezra, what did you make of Invisible Stu, Timothy Twa Twa's choice?
5: Mm, well, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I can I can definitely get behind video game music as an art form, that's for sure. You know, there's this great video game that one of my friends showed me, it was devised by, I think, the drummer from Hella, who's also in Death Grips, yep. and that's fucking excellent. But anyway, I digress. This stuff is maybe, you know, living in Tokyo, it, it's maybe a little bit close to home for me. Uh-huh. Yes, I've been to countless gigs and seen people kind of like riffing on this and i I've also been in countless kind of amusement arcades, uh, game centers, as they are known here, and seen people doing this stuff, and yeah, you know, I mean, to me it's kind of a sugar rush, and yeah, you know, for 90 seconds I can love it, but after those 90 seconds I'm just a bit kind of right over it. Uh, for me, that that third one of the three was a country mile ahead of the pack, because it was something which, you know, it was a little bit different, it was a little bit original. The other two, as fun as they were, I've heard that so many, so many, so many fucking times.
1: <laughs> you know, I know exactly what you mean. I've been I and I've been worked and lived around Liverpool for the best part of the like, last <laughs> 12 years. If you play a Beatle track to me, I'm now going to convulsions.
6: Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff anyways. Yeah, <laughs> a, exactly the same experience of Wiggin and, jo- and George Form being it, Phil. <laughs>
1: right now I'm looking at I'm looking at the notes that we've been left with it's like being left with a, a list of things to do by your mum isn't it And then she pissed no, off. it's like you have substitute up. teacher <laughs> right it says Al 2 so I'm assuming this is more, another one of your tracks Al mm, so brilliant. do you want to listen I've, I've got a track open here called Bamboo Zither is this one of yours
6: oh the Bamboo Zither ones yeah that's like um, a Filipino thing and um, to play the Bamboo zi- uh, Zither you've got to have cut some His head off. Yeah. Just play the music and talk shit. All right.
1: is that it seems to have been recorded by somebody called Mr. Stifler, which is (laughs) Yeah, could only be a good
6: thing. Go on, Al. What's that all about? Well, as I mentioned before, it's uh, it's like a traditional uh, Filipino instrument. It's uh, quite like the the field recording of it. I like the timings of it. It's dead hypnotic. In uh, you know, there's some of those sort of uh, more off the wall fall tracks that you kind of got later on, uh, where it's like you know the field recording kind of quality. Uh, you can imagine Smith just wandering <laughs> up and doing a few lines over that one. It's interesting. It's not like fucking fantastic uh, by any standards. But it's, it's interesting. It's all part of uh, music's uh, Broad Church. It gets a bit of a groove going, doesn't it? it? Although yeah. it's, it's a bit ragtag. The timings, uh, yeah. so I don't know if they're using like a. Calendar. Twelve uh, in uh, you know seven and three quarters kind of uh, time, uh, but it's interesting. It sounds like there's dogs barking in the background as well. That should be there should be more dogs barking on records. I, I think you
1: can guarantee it was live, can't you? As well. <laughs> what, did you what did you make it?
5: Oh, it's fucking fantastic by my standards. Listen to that all day. It really strongly reminded me of one of my favourite records, which is Sacred Flute Music of New Guinea. Mm. Uh, which was a record that David Toop actually recorded and released in, you know, his like kind of ethnographic uh period. And it's really similar. Like it, it, it's basic, you know, you hear the environment and it seems to be like people playing like kind of bamboo flutes or something, but they've just got like one or two notes. And so it just goes like whoo- Poo, poo and then there's this like rhythm which is just it's not on all the tracks either and it's a double CD but some of the tracks have a kind of like unsteady rhythm and oh my god it's, it's for me it's one of the most beautiful things ever and it's like you know if you were you know pre-electricity pre quote unquote civilization living in a rainforest would you not just do that like you know
1: oh yeah completely it, I, I totally get that I'm, I'm I'm learning how to play the traditional lyre at the moment as well as kind of accompanying it with the tambourine. And one of my big bug is going out into a city centre with people with plugged in instruments playing uh, oh, to yeah. my mind, which is just <laughs> if you're busking, you're busking, you do it with your own lungs and your own echo boxes and stuff. And it's all analogue. And to me, that's part of the skill of the busker is being able to project yourself in, a- in an open environment like that. But uh, but I get a similar vibe with with this kind of field recording, and that I I was being slightly cheeky about the timing before. But when you when you play this, and we're all musicians, you you get into a different kind of mindset with regards to those type with the rules of Western music, don't you? You get into the idea of playing playing differently okay well I saw before that add then to X Revenge of the Black Regent is on here so yeah I hit you with a bit of that
6: yeah in just selected parts of it
1: Sesame Street tune being thrown in at the end.
6: Yeah, well, the um, Sesame Street, well, that's, that's a, a lot of fun. I like, stuck it on the uh, podcast shelter the other week and, it, you know, it got a few good uh, <laughs> comments. Uh, but, yeah, it's dead groove, isn't it? It's sort of like a... Mm. Yeah, jazz funk kind of Groove to it with like In each each number They kind of like Do variations on it Where you'll get like A different instrument Doing a different solo And you'll get a kind of Different feel to it Because they'll You know, whatever You know, origin the, the instrument's from They kind of follow That, you know The the country's Kind of style So yeah, it's quite good for that And apparently It's point sister singing on it Which I didn't know Until Claire Pigeon Played it on WFME The other week
4: I oh, <laughs>
6: Yeah, that's, that's just a great tune Kind of like Bill's or piece It's got that like Kind of dramatic feel to it uh, Some really good Sort of like synthy noise in there I'm a sucker for kind of like Operatic type vocals um, At times And the way that kind of Just swirls over the top of it It's a, it's a beautiful maelstrom But What do you reckon of those two songs then Mr. Ezra?
5: Well, you know The Pointer Sisters The uh, Sesame Street tune Kids TV There's a wealth Of excellent. I
6: always to be stick to the TV tune on this, the list like when we come down to doing this episode.
5: Mine recently is um, Adventure Time. Ooh. You should absolutely just watch all of Adventure Time. It's maybe for slightly older kids, but you know also Peppa Pig. Very good.
6: Yo Gabba Gabba was pretty cool. I don't know if you ever saw that. What's that one? Yo Gabba Gabba. No, I haven't. Oh, They, had, it. they, had, they had Cornelius on there.
5: Oh,
1: yeah. They tried to do a cool one for kids, didn't they? So it was like uh, they brought in all kinds of hip-hop and producers and stuff, didn't they?
6: Yeah, yeah, and all the the characters look like sex toys. Well, actually, according to the list that we've been left by mum, I mean, Brendan...
5: Put the Elena Radigay one on. Okay, let's...
1: Right. I don't know if you know this, but I am a huge fan of guitars with buttons on. You can't have enough buttons and switches and levers on a guitar for my <laughs> And that guitar looks amazing. It looks like it comes straight out of the TARDIS. So go on, talk to us about them.
5: All right. So the first one is Eliana Radigue, And for me, Eliana Radigue is one of the single best composers of this or any other time. Um, you know, th- th- there came a time in my life where I really got kind of a bit tired of music. Like, there's there's nothing more to this. It, it, like literature, like reading, you know, sometimes I get tired of reading novels and stuff, and I'm just like, I've seen it all, and, you know, I get jaded. And nothing new under the sun, Matt, is the exactly? Exactly. And and then I heard, um, Elena Radigay, and I was just like, this is a whole paradigm for me. This is some of the most amazing things I've ever seen or heard. And you know, she started off her career. Um, she was working in the um, I've forgotten what the French, um, uh, music concrete laboratory that they had at the time was, you know, they had one in Germany and many other places had their their ones and, and she was incredibly um, sexually harassed. Her music is fantastic because in her, in her early period she just used synthesizers and you'll turn it on, you'll put the music on and it's like 60 minutes long and for the first 10 minutes you'll think that you're listening to the sound of your fridge or your air conditioner <laughs> but you'll actually notice eventually that it's subtly changing and that's the magic of, of what she does um, it, it's it's more than drone music but you can reduce it to drone music um, and she moved in you know like she's still going now and that was one of her recent pieces and she's gone into using actual acoustic instruments and the amazing thing is is that she can get those acoustic instruments to sound exactly the stuff she was doing on her synth so she was
1: she, uh, that looked like A big pipe organ, although the key looks incredible. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know where it was filmed? I'm not sure. No, no, but that was
1: it's a Paris. I
5: believe that's the most recent piece. So, anyway, and that leads on to the uh Elena track, which you know she's very much coming on from in the tradition of, of Radigay. And the thing that I really love about her stuff is that she really like microscopically mics up everything. Now, you might not have heard it as well as it should be heard guitar piece, but if you put it through like a really nice sound system, it basically sounds like a synthesizer because she set up a bunch of microphones inside the guitar, like on every string and mixed them all to create this kind of almost photorealistic sound. It's really amazing, you know. Like, like, um, that's, um, that piece was, yeah, released, like, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. And, again, you know, there, there's a close continuity between those three. The last one, <laughs> the Azerbaijani fellow. Rustam Ulyev or Kuliev? Yeah. So, anyways, he's basically playing Azerbaijani wedding music. And recently I was at my friend's house and he had an album by the sky, And it's fantastic, you know, like, the guitar playing is just really so unique and original because it's all right up at the top. Or the bottom, depending on how you how you measure those things. Um, yeah, you know, very very unique, very very nice. And I, I just picked that track because they're playing on live TV, and it looks fucking hilarious. It's
1: but- a, it's an unusual arrangement, isn't it? It had me thinking of uh, a, a sort of uh, Eastern Blade Runner kind of track. It's got that sort of swoopy synth sound, but it's got a very distinct Lydian kind of mode that he's playing in. It's uh, yeah, no, I like. I like that a lot. How about you, Al?
6: Yeah, that, that, that did remind me quite a bit like Omar Suleiman type setup, that sound and that guitar sound. But also, you know, you do see bits of Morricone in there that it kind of reminded me of. Uh, but yeah, some fantastic guitar playing and lots of buttons on the guitar as well, Philip, uh, which is, is very important, as we all know. The first one, Elaine, uh, I can't remember her surname, but yeah, I was just really impressed by that. Listen to all of her stuff, it's really like. No, but it's certainly be really great. I, and I completely get where you're coming from about like you get sick of music. And it, it, it's not like, it, sometimes it's like enjoy the quiet. Uh, and, and like, you know, in the, the drones, you, you pick out little different bits here and there. It's more like, cerebral kind of competitive experience, and same with the the, uh, the the chords for guitar. If you listen to it like really closely, you can hear kind of like a harmonics within the drones. Um, so you know, there's some. Beautiful stuff going on in there. Um, I was trying to think if it, it's like that. You know, it's kind of like the avant-garde feel that you get from the the, the songs that you played. Is it Colin Sexton? Uh, the, the bass, that yeah, yeah. It kind of like reminded me of, of some of that in, in it. And it it's just the feel of it. It's the kind of like minimal approach, but the droney kind of spiritual mm. approach to it. Really, um,
1: I like I, I like what you're saying about uh, and, and what I just started off really with with that idea of sometimes you read really just gets a little bit too worn out doesn't it with listening to things and it's everything becomes a little bit there's no relief in anything and you kind of need something to give you that freshen up to your to whatever it is you're listening to like decompressing very much so yeah and i, I think for me anyway in my sort of music musical education getting into being introduced to producers and the attitude of, that we've been talking about the last few weeks in the podcast of studios, instruments and all that kind of thing is a very different lens to look at stuff with and um it just reminds me of that stockos and quote that i i always found myself going back to like finding new ways of listening rather than new ways of making noises mm. which is perhaps yeah, what this episode's all about really right who wants to listen to what brendan's picked for his track to go up against something off this list Right, so he's put the Twinkle Brothers tracks. I have no idea what this is, so let's have a listen. So that's the one that Brendan's thrown into the ring. Uh shall we put it up against the swamp rats Psycho?
6: <laughs> hey, baby!
1: Okay, so to start off, though, we had the Twinkle Brothers Never Get Burned, and then
6: Psycho by Swamp Rats
1: first. Uh, Are you twinkly
6: or are you swampy? I'm swampy, but the twinkly one was quite nice. Uh, Do you listen to the lyrics, Philip, Uh, the old... uh Shadrath, Meshach, and around the ben we Go. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But it reminded me quite a lot of um like another Rasta song called Lot's Wife Turned Into a Pillar of Salt, which is a nice happy tale about uh, in God's great mercy. But yeah, that, that was a that was a great tune. Uh, but yeah, Swamp Rats, raw guitar, drumming's amazing, screams recording in the red. What's not to like about that?
1: Yeah, it sounded like a car crash at speed guitar solo going on as well, which was a very, very nice listen to. Ezra, how about you? Twinkly or Swampy?
5: Yeah, I mean, the the Twinkle Toes one, yeah, you know, I could groove along to that. That's all, it's all well and good. But yeah, um, Swamp rat Psycho is a track I can lose my shit to. So that's where my vote is going.
1: Absolutely. Okay. I declare that victorious then in Brendan's absence. And we can crack on with whatever comes next. So let's check the crib sheet, see what it is that we're supposed to be doing, right? Ezra, what uh,
5: is the gong one? Is my competition? Yeah,
1: gong one on.
5: Yep, gong. Gotta let the rhythm in. Let the rhythm in. Gotta let the rhythm in. Let the rhythm in. Gotta let the rhythm in.
1: Let the rhythm in. Gotta let the rhythm in. Let the rhythm in. Gotta let the
5: rhythm in. Let the rhythm in. Gotta let the rhythm in. You should have kept it going for a little longer.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, bad fill it, bad fillet. <laughs> <Bad fella. laughs> it was just about to
5: keep <laughs> this fucking amazing rhythm. <laughs>
6: cutting everybody's songs up Jesus wet.
1: he told me 1 minute 30 and I'm not allowed to play anymore so take it up with management
6: Al Right, which of those, which of those ones are you? Are you feeling the heat? or Are you going to hit the gong? Uh, I prefer to say. I mean, gong. I know there's like there's good LPs by him, but there's lots of stuff that I just I can't warm to, uh, and I don't know which are the, the the good LPs to go for because the ones that I've heard that are good are very good. Um, I know they've had loads of lineups and spin-offs and this, that, and the other. But that Disseep one, because it gets into like this really, again, it's like this mechanical rhythm that's just sort of like can, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's from about 98. And one of the guys out of him, he started the uh, rough guide to, you know, like The World and this, that, and the other. But they did some absolutely kind of killer music at the time, which that one's like dead unpredictable as well. It's kind of all over the place. And that's one of the things I really like about it. Yeah. So I'm good for this.
1: I was feeling the heat. I don't mind. I don't mind the gong, what I've heard, but I've definitely not listened to a full album all the way through. I've just been given tracks every now and again. And every time i like, i said before I always think to myself, I should really check those guys out a bit more. But having said that, I said the same thing about every time I hear this seat. So uh...
6: I always th- sorry every time I think of gung, like I I always think of that episode of the young ones where uh, Neil uh, has to dress up as a policeman. I uh, joins the police and he's raiding the party, and he like smashes a record player and he's like, "Wow, man, heavy Steve Hillage." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, Ezra. I'm assuming that you are going to go for the uh, the gong.
6: Well, yeah. I mean, you know,
5: I'm an enormous fan of this heat. It has to be said, and I really fucking love them. Um, and health and efficiency. I mean, it's one of the best tracks. But yeah, like gong. The thing I love about gong, it to me, they're kind of like um, the incredible string band. Is that like you know, if you can swallow the 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 proposition. <laughs> the incredible string band. Um, We're we'll going with it, and the and the slight <laughs> amount of cheese that might come with it then you can re- you're really in for a hell of a ride and I, I find it's the same with Gong. like they really like you yeah. know get into the floppy potty kind of shit and just go with the ride because they're fucking great and that track is insanely good this beautiful kind of gamelan rhythm and melody just hits in and it it's, it's a proper powerhouse of a track right
1: well, um, you've, both, like, you've, both off, you've both you've both slagged off my DJ skills so screw you both I'm I'm, uh, I'm splitting my vote.
6: <laughs> hey,
1: justice, justice. Right. I think you've got a list of three tracks by me you now, or picked by me. So I have I was thinking about when this is going out, and this is going to be going out quite close to um, Halloween time, isn't it, this particular the episode? Okay. So I put a little bit of a spooky theme to mine. So the first one that I thought I would play for you guys is uh, a chap by Belbury Polly, named after my favorite weird short story, The Willows. Uh, I don't know if you're both aware of that particular story, but if you're not, it's fine, because I'm just going to read you a little bit over the start of the song. So sit back and relax. And let's get a bit spooky. I know. But the wind won't pounce for all the night. And you heard it too the multiplying also adding the more hesitation and that other thing. You mean above the tenth and the pressing down upon us of something tremendous, gigantic, not insignificant. By the beginning of a sort of inner yes. I'm my halloween theme three were the willows by billably polly followed by Nighttime by uh strange loves most famous for their "I wanting candy and then finally you must fight to live on the planet of the Apes by the mummies but
6: any thoughts on those tracks you guys i don't know what you're thinking of with that phil it's sounding like jean michel's yard you know but <laughs> for the date display to kick in um yeah, I wasn't keen on that one. Nighttime's all right. It's good. You kind of like the stompy northern soul kind of beats, don't you? And I think that kind of had that quality to it. Uh, but yeah, Nashville Recording. Mummies one not one of the best ones but it's, it's proper sounds like a Billy Childish song even though yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's an original
1: there you go Al, well done getting everything wrong there about, uh, <laughs>
5: about everything Ezra any thoughts I <laughs> very, very well. much like the Mummies I should listen to more Mummies
6: oh fabulous yeah, it's good, them, yeah. yeah. guys and Supercharger oh Need yeah get it, get it on Team Generate uh, Japanese band fantastic all good. and Guitar Wolf I, I won I
1: all of them together from the, my days of hanging around in a in a hairs at your in your house and uh, listening to you read out maximum rock and roll <laughs> so i i think probably us at an end there for this edition of this the show unless there's any other tracks that you wanted to play or should we just yeah. scarper now that brendan's not here and we can go and do yeah. what we want yeah bunk it <laughs> Fabulous. Always a pleasure, chaps. Okay, until eat, next eat. time. Cheer we are. Yeah. enjoy it. <laughs>
3: bien